We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. It's your host, Hatch. Yep, yep. It's your other host, your boy, T.O. So get your popcorn ready. This is definitely a show that you want to hear and see. Yes, sir. Today, we got a little, uh, we're going a little defense today. You know what I'm saying? I know this guy, matter of fact, not just defense, maybe future Hall of Famer, defender type of guy. Asante Samuel from the Philadelphia Eagles. And he won two rings with the New England Patriots, two-time Super Bowl champ, and four-time Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro, once second-team All-Pro, and he was two-time NFL interception co-leader. Asante Samuel's coming to the building today, bro. Yes, sir. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. You know, he goes speak. You know, he he one of them Florida boys. Right. You know, he goes speak his mind. You know, he go tell it. You know, he oh, probably yeah. give us an opinion on the Hall of Fame. That's what we want to talk about. And uh, and again, kind of want to get into the, the nuts and bolts of this Patriot way type of thing, because he was there when they first started winning. Right. It's different when they won their last one, what, three, four years ago, because they've been winning for so long. But he was there at the very beginning. So I can't wait to get his feedback on that as well. Oh, yeah, man. Well, man, I can't wait to get uh, Santillon here, man, uh, just to shed some light on. Uh, his career thing that transpired. Um, man, this guy right here, I mean, just playing against him and just really just understanding and knowing his body of work. Um, I definitely want to get into uh, the fact that he should be in the Hall of Fame. So uh, looking forward to getting this guy on. Yes, sir. Asante Samuel coming up on Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. And don't forget to subscribe on Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Just subscribe. That's all we want. We want you to subscribe. That's all. That's it. Subscribe, <laughs> subscribe, subscribe, and share. Uh, give us feedback. And obviously, go to YouTube and type in Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. So if you got YouTube, we know we got the audio version of this, uh, but definitely we got this new uh, platform for the Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. So go to YouTube.com uh, and Punch in, get your popcorn ready. Yee. Well, welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. We are not on time today because your man, Mr. Owens, is being late and he's going to be Doc 5K, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so the first yeah. person calling, get that 5K. Uh, no, yeah, y'all, you're going to give me an apology too. the next one. I'm going to get it. 
an official formal apology once you see that text. All good, all good. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the building today is our guy Sante Samuel, cornerback, two-time Super Bowl champion, four-time Pro Bowler from the Patriots and the Eagles and the Falcons. Welcome to the show, young man. What's popping? What's popping? Oh, I'm gonna call it Mr. Pick Six. That's Pick what I six know. In the I, building. That's what I'm gonna call it. I'm not gonna call him by his government name. I'm gonna call him what they should be calling Mr. Pick Six. It should be AKA Hall of Famer. Oh, okay. Talk about that too. We go. Hey, we gonna get into that, man. What you doing these days? Today, what you got going on, man? Man, you know, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that, staying out of the way. You know, enjoying the kids. You know. Yeah, yeah. So I know you got to uh, say your junior is uh, at Florida State playing DB at Florida State. You getting him ready as well to uh, take a shot at the league as well? Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, uh, gotta gotta get my hands on him a little bit. Uh, he up in Dallas right now as we speak, Good. training. So uh, you know he's. Exciting time. He's excited. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Family's excited. Good, good. So this, uh, so your son, I know, uh, Pat, he, his son played at Alabama. Is this, is this going to be a similar situation where, you know, you're going to be, you know, right there rooting right there every day, looking at the TV every time he, he plays. I know. Cause I, I, I went up to, uh, uh, Alabama and I and I saw Patrick Sertain and and uh, I actually ran into uh, him at the airport and um, and I and I tied I saw him and his wife uh, but is is it weird in a sense you know having your son you know really try to follow in your footsteps because you know my son he just now starting to really get into football or what have you he didn't really have all the experience like you know, starting out like as like as a youngster you know wanting to play play football throughout but is it weird or, or is it a challenge you know to have your son really kind of following your footsteps, especially with the success that you that you've had. Well, I think first of all, it's exciting, you know, more than anything. It's exciting, and um, you know, it's it's a way of life now here, you know, in Florida. I mean, you know, if you ain't playing football, you kind of looking like you you kind of weird down here. You know, that shouldn't be the narrative, but that's just how we grow up around here. You know, right. I mean, you got to get it how you live. This is way out. This is our way out. You know, blah 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 blah. This, but mm-hmm. you know, if, if you if you see our text message stroll, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. you know. Every game, you know, this and that. This why you ain't get this pick, you know, this mm. and that. So it's fun and exciting, but I never realized how much anxiety I had. Oh my lord! <laughs> freaking, freaking right on uh, box, like oh my lord! I got to go to the doctor and all. Lord, have mercy! Uh, you be on Great. pins and needles watching, huh? Pins and needles, man. The ball thrown over there. It, it don't even be thrown at him. It just went his way, like. Huh? Uh, <laughs> you know I mean? Now, is that all? Has been always like that, or is that just since he's gotten to college at Florida State? Well, I think it's more probably. Uh, uh, more than he got to college. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, he, he started off little league. He was, he played quarterback. We played the same little league. I signed him up with the same, a lot of the other leagues, Vikings I played. And, um, you know, funny for him, um, well, good for him, he really had no bad plays throughout his whole high school year. Mm-hmm. So it was like, he was like almost perfect. So he never even yep. uh, had the chance to deal with adversity or wow. anything like that. So... I think that was the main thing that I noticed for him that he didn't even notice, you know what I mean? So, so again, so with did, him not not really having any bad plays, are you saying him almost being perfect? Was that was that a sign that you had someone special? Well, yeah, I think it was that too. I'm 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 not I'm not really a biased person, but I looked at it like, okay, my son has the technique before anybody else. You know, if mm-hmm. you have the technique down and understand reading the three steps and the move area and all that in high school, 
the game is going to be much, very easy to you in the high school, you know, especially if you're an athlete. But yeah, it did absolutely show me and tell me like, this kid is, is special. Mm -hmm. They say I'm the athlete, but mm -hmm. he's a better athlete than me. I wasn't like this at his age, you know what right. I mean? A lot of these closets, so. When did you start yeah. coaching him up though? Like, you know, because a lot of parents and like said, listen to this show and they want to give their kids, you know, some pointers and stuff like that. People are always like, when is the right time to start coaching them and like those minute details? So again, he got the high school and he was doing NFL stuff because that's what you taught him. But when did you start coaching up the details? Well, it's 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 uh it's, it's like a lifetime thing. It's like it's mm -hmm. never one situation. You know, you're gonna you hear him speaking stuff, you're gonna always hear him say, you know, uh, you know, he wanna set his own path and this and that, and you know, that's great and stuff like that. Uh, but it's it's a lifetime thing, you know, just you get the instincts. I mean, we've been working out since since he came out the womb, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, yep. uh, same type of thing I did. My mama signed me up early for football. I'm four years old, he's supposed to be six, I'm crying. Same thing, him. <laughs> sign him up early, he crying, running off, we out there. I got a throne <laughs> back out there. You yeah. Know, I think, but once he got probably 11 and 12 and I started making, teaching him how to put his foot in the ground and mm -hmm. a lot of it on speed and exposing, you know, I think those things kind of help uh, uh, that put that foundation in, you know, more advanced than a lot of other kids. Got it. Yep. Nice. So yes, yeah, so you go. You went to uh, what Boyd H. Anderson High School in Fort Lauderdale. Um, and so, like I said, that whole process when you were in high school, you played some quarterback. So you was a true athlete, right? So what was that transition? You played quarterback and DB. Going to college to play DB only. Was there a transition there that you wanted to play quarterback, or you like, okay, I'm always a corner. I just play quarterback because I'm the best athlete on the high school team. Man, well, I I, I thought I was a quarterback by heart, by nature, yeah. by, by destiny. Yeah, you shouldn't <laughs> tell me anything. I, I was Charlie Ward. Next. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was Charlie Ward. And okay. the thing is, you know, I went to all black school and, and we got this white coach. Long story short is, you know, he was explaining me, explaining you five nine, you run a five foot, a five foot flat, you're slow. Best thing you do is go to a black college. Right. You know, at, at that time, you know, I'm going to want to transfer. The city's mad at him and he's yeah. telling me, you know, get you in college. You got to switch to DB. Mm -hmm. Everybody want to transfer to the rival dealer and then, you know, go talk to old mama. Mm-hmm. Gonna be all right, baby. Work <laughs> Stay there and work it out. And it's the best decision I ever had. But you know, playing quarterback, I think it gave me an extra uh athletic system of rhythm to understand how to go get the ball and when to go get the ball and how to time it up. Mm -hmm. All that difference where you know a lot of other DBs can't time things up or you yeah. know, you know, different level stuff like that. So yeah. well, hence the you sitting on all the routes, right? I mean, because you knew see that's the thing, <laughs> it's not a sit, it's a technique. If you look at every break. I break okay. three yards on top of a receiver. You know what uh, I mean? So I never sit on nothing. You know what I mean? I'm reading the technique, and that's the difference. If you break my film down and you understand technique, you'll see the big difference. You know what I mean? Okay. I never get beat on double moves. They say I do, but you can't read, you won't find it. Okay, it ain't on hey, if it ain't on film, it didn't happen. You won't find it. They just <laughs> say it. They say he's a gambler. They say this and that, but they just make they just create a narrative that's not true. You can't find it. Right. Oh man, so that's 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 very that's very insightful. Um, so what do you say to guys? Like you said, is that something that you teach your son? Uh, have you broken that down as to to show the difference in you? I guess uh, I guess the shooting you sitting on routes versus them saying you're sitting on routes, and, and have you explained the the, the two differences? Uh, of course, of course. And, and it's funny you talk about that and you brought it up because this quarantine time was 
the the most time we recently had together, quarantine time, all those days we was jumping gates, we was getting that work in, and we was going through every phase and every step of, of the 90 game, and get your eyes back to the receiver now, you know, have always, always stay high, never let the receiver get on your cushion so you can break top down, you know, all those things, and yes, that was, it's levels to it, but yeah. this was the beginning of it. Now you get to the NFL, you got to get to the other levels of it, you know, it get a little more crispy, everything a little faster, more precise. You know what I mean? So right. yeah. yeah, now had you didn't check you didn't you you didn't catch that, did you? He said they were jumping gates. See, I, hey, I, that's when you know <laughs> that's you when you know you're going people. to get that work. <laughs> right. Hey, that's when you know you committed to getting that work in. And I said he was committed to getting his son, you know, to where he needs to be, man. So yeah, man, we're talking to Asante Samuel, man, man, dude. I know just playing against you, I know you've been like one of the just top elite corners uh, in the league uh, throughout the course of your career. I know we're going to shift a little bit. We're talking about your son, um, but I, I want to, I, I like to get to the the, the, the elephant in the room. The popcorn. Oh, oh. I had to get to the popcorn, huh? Uh, I right. tried to get to the exactly. popcorn, baby. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I follow, I follow you on, on, uh, on Instagram a bit. And obviously right now uh, they, they have the, the hall of fame, you know, they, the, the hall of fame, they've had the, 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 the selection, the things of that nature. Your name hasn't come up. Your name hasn't come up. And for me, going through the process, and we all know about that, I think it's a travesty understanding, looking at all your accomplishments. And I saw at one point in time, I think it might have been a year ago, um, you put up your statistics and Anders statistics. And then, dude, it, you have a you have a legitimate case as to why your name should be in the hat. You, you should have already been on that list to be in the Hall of Fame. What is what is it going to take? What do, or when do yeah. you think that they will make you know an effort to even just put your name on the list for the Hall of Fame? Well, let me say first of all, we know the Hall of Fame is a joke. First of all, we know as you know it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> there is no standards for this Hall of Fame. You already know. Look at it like it's right. a joke. First of all, what are the standards for the be there? Because any standard you put out there, my name gonna be it. I'm the top ten in pass breakups. I'm top in interceptions. I got the record that Willie Brown, rest in peace, had for most interceptions for touchdowns. And I led the league in interceptions twice with twice. Champ Bailey. Yep. With Champ Bailey, I got more interceptions. I got. 50 interceptions in 10 years. Willie Brown, uh, uh, it's only like uh, Dick Knight Train Lane, yeah. and my boy who just went in the Hall of Fame, the coach that just uh, just went in there. Another one. It's only three of us, mm-hmm. you know, four of us that have done that. And they all Hall of Famers. So, like I said, if you're not putting me in there, who you going to put in there? Right. <laughs> what cornerback you going to put in there? Right. What, what if they have done something more superior than what I have done? When I was in the, in the league, I led the interception with interception. Lead for the five, six years of interception. Most pass breakup. Best passer rating. They was talking about Darryl Revis. Yeah, up to him, but his pass rating wasn't better than mine. You threw the ball my way, it was intercepted 20% of the time. Not Wow. Not caught, not deflected. It was an interception. Wow. Chris Collins will tell you, I was feared. I was the only cornerback that was ever feared in my, what you call it? Chris Collins would tell you. They didn't want to public, publicly talk about it and stuff right, like that. Right. So, yeah, the Hall of Fame is a joke. Until they tell what the standards are, mm-hmm. it's a joke. As 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 T.O. should know, it's a joke. Right, right. I mean, it's like I said, because you went, what, those four years Trust me, I, trust me, I, boy. Yeah, you went four years in a row going and, to the Pro Bowl. And you got two real people talking that don't care what nobody think and nobody <laughs> say. I don't care what nobody got to say. Can, hey, boy, you got me over here, boy. I got chills over here. You just rambling out. <laughs> it is what it is, boy. It is what it is. Exactly, man, because, again, like you said, what are the standards, the criteria? 
Um, when you look at your statistics, that's what it should be about. You should it should be about your body, body of work, body of work, body of work. And the Hall of Fame, like I'm calling about right now, uh, David Baker, David Baker, all those guys that 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 make up the Hall of Fame. You guys ought to be ashamed of yourself not to have this guy into consideration. Even the writers, the writers that make up, you know, that basically ultimately induct guys into the Hall of Fame. The fact that Asante Samuel's name is not even mentioned and no disrespect to Champ Bailey and any of those guys. Oh, for sure. But yeah. to not have not to have Asante Samuel's no. name in the mix in the last five or so years is it's, it's a travesty. And again, like I said, for a lot of people that have witnessed um, and they witnessed what I went through, um, everybody criticized and still criticized my decision not to go to the Hall of Fame. This is wow. listening to you is part of why I did it. Because like you said, you talk about the standard, you talk about the criteria. When you break down the film, when you look at your body of work, the Hall of Fame is supposed to be about that. And you, like I said, it, it, it makes no it makes no sense. It makes me, no let sense. Let me cut you this off. This is why, uh, like me, I said. Let me cut you off. Sorry. And Dave, what did what you say his name? David what? David Baker. David Baker. He don't know you people. Know you Hall of Fame. I don't know. Y'all Y'all a joke. David Baker, whoever. Y'all a big joke. They need to get some real people and get rid of all you old farts. And some real people that know the real stuff, so so stuff could be real. And second right. thing I want to tell you, Ty Law's a Hall of Famer, right? I yep. had the best year a cornerback ever had in New England. The same thing. But guess what? When I played cornerback in New England and did all this stuff, he's a system corner. He's a cover two corner. He's this. Mm. Why wasn't Ty Law that stuff? Now, mm. when I go to the Patriots, I got all, I mean, go to the Eagles, I got all these old heads hating on me. He's a system corner. He's going to be this and this and that. They created the narr narrative for me. I didn't know no better. I just didn't like to talk to the media. I should have probably said mm -hmm. something. But David Baker, until you fix this, you a joke, David Baker. And you can call me. You can say whatever you want. You a joke. And I'm glad I know who you are. You a joke. Just like that. So, so let me ask you this: Do you do you think that it's it is more of a personal liking of their criteria more than stats and numbers and what you did in the league? I think it's uh, the Gil Braden or what? I'm bad with names. He said it on on social media the best. It's about the narrative. It's not about the truth. It's about the narrative. Let me give you an example. Not hating on nobody. Jalen Ramsey, first team All Pro. Big ups to him. You know what I mean? But. You got J.C. Jackson put crazy stats up this year. You got the guy from Green Bay. These guys should, it, it, it should have been, a, it, it shouldn't just be that easy because I've been a victim of that. And Champ will tell you that. Champ went to mm. Pro Bowls and all that, barely played in the season. He tell me, yeah, man, I don't even know why I'm not even supposed to be here. But that's how. Yeah, players you're top that pick, a lot. Once you're a top pick, you get all the media coverage. You get all the hype. Popularity. It's, it's the popularity, and that's going that's win. But that it shouldn't be like that for the pro, um, for the Hall of Fame. For the Hall of Fame. All that, with all that stuff in the Hall of Fame, it's about standards and the criteria. That's what it should be about. Yeah, and you're, you're right. It's it about, like, the the PR, the PR person at that team giving that that name to the media, say, cover this guy, cover this guy, and give him this magazine and this, you know, ESPN coverage. So you're right. It, it is has to do with that, just the narrative that the team wants to put out there. But at the same time, it's, it's ridiculous how if you talk to the players, again, players always say, yeah, I didn't do nothing this year. I shouldn't have been into the Pro Bowl. They say that all the time. You know, the they have to, the Hall of Fame, David Baker, NFL, whoever, you have to start listening because that narrative is cracked and it's start the again in 10 years you're going to look at this hall of fame and it's going to be more names on there and players are going to be like that's a joke and the longer that's going to go on the worse it is for the hall of fame
because as we know, if the players had our own Hall of Fame, which we should be voting, all players yeah. should play should be voting, the whole that whole list would be different. The whole list would be different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I um I mean right I mean on the I guess the the voting uh, the voters that make up the Hall of Fame, I think it's either 46 or 48, but only two of them um uh, maybe it's increased. I like I said I don't really keep up it keep it keep up with it. But I think when I when I think it may have added a few more people or what happened, but it was only like two former you know athletes uh, that was on that list. Everybody else was was me it was media based. And as, mm-hmm. as we all know, like I said, it's, it's a, a popularity contest. Um, you know, Hat said something interesting. You know, it was a PR thing or what have you. Uh, I guess it could be and, and, and it could not be. I mean, in a sense, I don't really think for me that it was a PR thing for me. I think they didn't really push me to the forefront to be on this and that. I think which it should have been for you. Your play should have spoken loudly enough that you didn't you could you could have been there should have been your own PR. You know, I, I think it was a dislike. I mean, thing you didn't know. need no PR, really. I think it was a dislike. Oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I was one of those athletes that was very outspoken and, and people didn't know how to take that. And for whatever reason, I didn't know you to be that type of guy. But for me, like you said, you know, growing up in the South, knowing who you are. Uh, being, you know, being uh, raised and, and things instilled in you by your by your parents. That's how we grow up. And so you take that whatever those upbringings or whatever, whatever motivated you, inspired you, you take that and you translate it to, to the football field. And it was an outlet. I wanted to be the best. You know, what I mean, uh, I guess me being the athlete that I was at a young age, I wasn't as good as you guys were. It was something that I always tried to just I had to just work on and work on. But to have someone like you and you look at your stats and you break it down, dude, it, it, it makes no it makes no sense. And until those things happen, I will always say that the, it's why I just got asked a, a question during an interview the other day. Do I regret it? You know, uh, now it's been a few years that have passed. Would I go back? No, because nothing has changed. And the mm-hmm. fact that we're sitting here talking to you with all your statistics, like I said, you're your own spokes- spokesperson. I don't really need to break down all those stats. Mm-hmm. You know that the people that, like you said, you already mentioned too that it's a, already that your stats were even better than Ty Law, Champ Bailey. The fact that you played on the same with with, with Ty, uh, Ty Law, you outplayed him, you outshined him. That speaks volume. That goes into your body of work. That should be taken into consideration. And until those things are changed, I don't know. I, I trust me. I don't. I'll never go back. I'll never go back. No. But okay. the fact this is what's going to happen at some point. At some point, because I'm going once we put this out, I, that's going to be my mo- my main focus. I'm going to direct the Hall of Fame to this episode that comes up to you, even bring you up for in, in, in consideration. And just say you ultimately. Just say you make it. Will you go? Knowing what you've gone through, the fact that you haven't even been. Your name hasn't even been brought up. Yeah. Will you yeah. go? Because I've talked to some other players, and I, this yeah. is not. And I'm, I'm, I've talked to some white players too right. that are. I'm talking about a player, some players in position of power. They mm-hmm. said, they said to me personally that, yo, that was messed up. You first better. They said, yo, the, I get my when I'm up and they do me like that. They said, shit, I'm gonna do the same thing. This right. was, this was a, a white player that's playing right now. You definitely, and I'm glad you brought that up. It's definitely a big thought of mine, but but it, it's it's it's, it's, it's 
thing that um you say we we just alike, right? The one problem I would have, right? I, my mama passed away, right? All I, all this is is for my mom. You feel me? I don't even. I'm I'm right. just a walking. I'm just walking. I don't. Even, I'm not even a real person. This is all God did this for my mom. You feel me? So mm. I have to pray so right. hard, and I would have to feel right. the energy. You feel me? Right, but right. if I did go up there, it wouldn't be no regular situation. It's gonna have to be <laughs> what I want, how I want. <laughs> I'm coming out there, Sante Samuel, Lauderdale. I'm bringing. A lot of Dell with me. <laughs> that's how it's gonna be. That's what it is. Hey, hey, and, and I ain't gonna tell no lie, boy. The fact that you just said that, like you said, see, for me, like I said, it, we're similar in a lot of ways, different as well. So for me, I didn't grow up always wanting to play football, so it wasn't really in my blood. It wasn't in my DNA. Like I said, everything that you've done, your mom inspired. Like it was for your mom. I did what I did too for my mom, but I wasn't just so passionate. And about football as you were. So again, I like the fact that you you would take it in consideration. The fact that you've given thought, okay, if this actually does yeah. happen, yeah. you're gonna have to pray long and hard for that decision to be made. And I respect, I respect, I honestly respect. And the fact when you do, when you do make it, I ain't gonna say if, when you do make it and whatever decision you make, boy, that might be the first time that I may go because I wanna see this first, first hand. <laughs> I ain't gonna tell no lie because- Already. Honestly, bro, hey, you know it's coming. <laughs> Like I said, for me, man, it's disrespectful. In a really? sense, like I said, the first time we go around, because me and Hatch, you know, when I did, when I was getting ready to make my decision, you know, Hatch being a good friend of mine, like, yo, that was one of the guys that I called. He and a couple other people. And he wasn't, he wasn't riding, he wasn't riding, he wasn't riding with my decision at first. But really? then as I broke it down to him as to why, I kind of brought him around and he saw the light as far as, okay, I, now I understand that he sees. But now we're sitting here talking to you, man, like I said, number one, it's a blessing uh, for me to be we having you on this show. Um, we, we appreciate you coming on. But man, like I said, this is this is a this is a treat. This is a thrill for me. And I want people to understand that this is what football players go through. And me being a Hall of Famer and someone in your caliber, understanding your stats. And I want all our listeners, go look up this guy. Look up this guy. No, go go to YouTube. Go to YouTube and look at the look tape. Look at the tape. I dare you to look it up and compare <laughs> me to your favorite corner. I dare you. <laughs> right. Exactly. And you know another thing that's the difference between me and you, uh uh TO. We stand up people. We don't just fall for anything. You can't just right. tell us anything and just but right. I don't care about your big organization. I don't care about none of that. That don't mean nothing to me. I'm a yeah. Sante Sammy. I don't care about none of that. You feel me? So yeah. You ain't just, <laughs> I, I don't love just love come with, they come just cause you said this and that. No, y'all better treat me with dignity and respect. You feel me? And that's how it's gonna go. Hey, right. one thing I ain't know out. I, I don't be on social media going crazy, but every team I went to, they'll tell you, don't play with that man. It wasn't don't a game. Play with him everywhere I went. Game. Don't play with him. It was. It right. wasn't a game. It was not a game. But Asante Samuel. They're talking to the four-time Pro Bowler, two-time World Super Bowl champ. Um, and again, you 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 seem like you like to be motivated, right? When somebody kind of rattles that cage, you ready. Like open the door, you ready. So in uh, 2003, you were the 16th corner taken, right? Fourth round. Like I say, you you for sure didn't care. Like I'm in the league, I'm a ball, right? But that means there's 15 other corners out in front of you. Do you remember any type of motivation? Like this dude, oh, he went here. I know I'm better than him. Give us some of those. He was Everything. Already, <laughs> I, I thought I was gonna be a first round pick, latest second round pick. Atlanta told me they was gonna get me. New England was hot on me. It's still to this day. I want to know if I was a first round pick on their chart. I know I was, but they got me. Mm -hmm. 
Quentin Florence, uh, Manning, uh, uh, Terrence Newman, uh, uh, my boy from Chicago, Peanut Tillman, all these people in front of me, you know what I mean? And then, yep. of course, that I'm, I'm I'm built like that. I got a chip on my shoulder right now. I keep yeah. a chip on my shoulder. That's, I'm, I'm built like that, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, I'm coming into the league, and boom, I'm going to get up. I, I come to the league I, I with the chip on my shoulder, and we're going to go to work. I go to college with the chip on my shoulder. It's start from college, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well, well you know, let, let's let's – let, get, let me let, let's go a little bit deeper, right? It started well. That that chip didn't start in college. The chip didn't, like you said, didn't start in the league. Where'd that chip come from then? It really, yeah. It kind of um. Uh, my dream was to CTO so to understand. I wasn't really a, a big time football player. I was never a big time star. Never. I really like you. I wanted to be a basketball player. I never went to school. I skipped school all day. My mama worked at City Hall, and the, and the park was right across the street. So I never had discipline. Enough. I just played basketball. That I thought I was going to be the next Joe. And blah blah blah, you know. What I, mean? <laughs> I don't even know why my mama signed me up. She moved down here, so right. uh, well, I lost my train of thought. What were you talking about? Uh, um, and then where'd that chip on your shoulder come from, though? Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, so chip uh, on your shoulder. I got a, I got a dream because. I'm skipping school, mm. but now I'm going to my high school, Boyd Anderson, where I want to go because it's my dream. I'm meeting these, these athletes. They saying they're going to college. They about to do this and that. Yep. So this is where I learned how to do right from wrong. You know, that this guy got kicked out of college because of this. And I'm like, oh, you got to get grades to play and all that. And I'm like, I ain't never finna do that when I get, if I had to give me an opportunity, I ain't never doing none of that stuff. They, them boys are stupid. They idiots to me, you feel me? How you gonna get kicked out of that opportunity? So now, right. so, so now I make it to high school. I'm gonna be the quarterback, that's my dream. You know what I mean? So bum, I get that, bum, bum, bum. Now I'm trying to get to college. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't working out how it's supposed to be. I got like two two scholarships. I got one, really. Mm-hmm. I got I got Hofstra, University yep. of Hofstra, New York. New York at the time, he recruited me. I don't even know, you know what I mean? So I'm about to go last minute. Coach Cox, they, the UCF, they give me a scholarship. Yep. So long story short, I think that's when the chip starts. So mm-hmm. I go to college. I don't even know why I'm like this. I'm just, yeah. but they got Pascal. They doing Pascal. Where they at? My, they coming to talk to me. They're like, what's up? I'm like, what's up? We, I'm, I'm, he's telling me, he, he introducing himself to me. And I'm from a lot of them. I think different. Yeah, like, hey, don't you yell. Like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> hey, I'm like, who you? You what? You play safety? I'm going to take your shit, nigga. You got me fucking, you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it hit me. It hit me right there. Like you ain't gotta act like that. He was like, "I'm with you, brother," and that was the perfect meeting I needed right there to, right. to oh. ease me up. What, what, what player was that? What player was that? His name was Tommy Shavers. He was a church guy. You feel me? Okay. But he had a rock for the goals. He from the crib. Yeah. So you know, nigga, what you come out of me for? I'm gonna take your shit. You know what right. I mean? But you know, that's that's how that chip started. It was you. That's you had started. that you against the world mentality. Me that's against the world. world. I swear to God. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. That's real. That's real. But again, because right, nah. everybody creates that, yeah, you, you know, throughout the process, especially athletes, again, it's me against the world and, you know, that whole process. But very few people can hang on to that. Obviously, you've hung on to it and it's it's on your shoulder right now, my guy. I, I see it right now through the, through the Zoom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's cool. Like I said, it's got you where you want to go. So again, that type of motivation you need, you must have to get through this life because we all know how you know rough this life is. Like, that's what it is. Like, I'm going to wake up for something that's bigger than me, right? To prove yeah. that point. That right? DNA real too, man, because my son, I be looking at my son like, y'all telling me that's how I used to act out there? 
<laughs> that was me. Yep, that's all you. That is all you. Oh man, that's DNA for real, man. Yeah, yeah. Because like so, said, we played against some. Um, like I said, at the Nike opening, and um, I remember when he was in high school, and again he would just walk around like a little bulldog. You know, we had them six threes and six fours out there. He ain't care. He been he jamming them all up. You punching them in the face, trying to choke them out. I'm like yeah. this dude. It, it's it's not because I don't call it attitude. I call that competitive spirit. Yeah. No, because he's not like swinging like we in a fight. Like he's trying to jam, but I all of a sudden that the the heel of your uh, hand went up and got to that neck a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yes, aggressive. He's super aggressive. Super aggressive you know, but like I said, I like yeah, football. <laughs> we like that for sure. So let's stay. Uh, let's stay. Oh, let's stay, in, let's stay. Right. Yeah. So let's stay. <laughs> yeah, let's stay in New England a little bit. So you 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 played there. Uh, for a number of years, you got you got a chance to uh, to to work and uh, you know defend on a daily basis. One of the guys that's going to be playing in Super Bowl Fifty Five this year, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So, what was it like facing him every day, and how did that help your skill set? Because obviously, when you left there, how I was in San Francisco, I felt like once I once I left San Francisco, I had that foundation and I learned everything that I could. When I went to Philadelphia. I felt like, man, I was on top of the world. I felt like I was unstoppable. So honestly, like I said, we now he's he's been coined as one of the greatest of all time. And you playing against and practicing, not playing, but practicing against one of the greatest of all time. Did that enhance, sharpen your skill set playing against guys like that and a guy like Tom Brady? And did did you did you go to him and ask him, um, sorry about that. Did you go to him and even ask him like some of the his reads or his techniques as far as what he's seeing the cornerbacks do to really help your game? Yeah, man. Like you said, if you, you follow me on social media, you know, I, Tom is was 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 one of the biggest inspirations to me. Um, you know, just to watch him work, want to win, the way he execute, uh, just competing against him. Um, yeah, and I think the funny thing about it. It's, when I first get there, Ty Law and Tyrone Poole didn't practice at all. So they didn't practice in training camp at all. They just, you know, I don't know the contract. But you know how it goes. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. So I got, I'm, I'm taking all the first team reps. Me and Tom, we going at it. Blow for blow, down for down. You will hear, you can pull it back up. One of, I think our first preseason game, you'll hear Bell Belichick say, I never seen a guy like this. I never seen a guy with this many interceptions in the training camp in my life. You know what mm. I mean? I had like 20, 25 or something like that. Wow. What? Tell you, yeah. <laughs> but we'll tell you, me and Tom, we was going blow for blow. So the fact that I was going blow for blow with him and, and he was talking to me as if I was going to be the starter and yeah. like, what are you doing to, to get me? Man, it, it made me feel like, okay, I'm, I'm doing something right. I'm, I'm in it. He actually thought I was going to be the starter. You know what I mean? And right. they, awesome. Two weeks before the game, they put Ty Law in there. And I kind of went up to Tom like, oh, man, he's starting. Man, I'm thinking he could do something. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. like, no way. Hey, of course you are. You're a starter. <laughs> you know, life went on, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, I didn't understand that, that he's making $7 million yeah, for the rookie. The, the business. Yeah, you're a rookie. <laughs> it's the business of the NFL. But again, but that goes to show you that's probably why they didn't. We, we had, you know, Ty Law on the show a couple weeks ago. Let's say shout out, Ty. That's my guy. But, uh, yeah, that's my guy. That's my guy organization is saying we have our next tie law we, we don't have to resign him for big money we go put you on your rookie contract and let you win that they not never saying they got their next tie law they never saying they got their next cornerback corner that they finna sign 
You don't know the drummer. You know, I'm right? If you want the drummer live on your show, I'm a yes, geek. Yes, sir. Get, get that popcorn. Like say, get I'm that a, popcorn, baby. I'm a real dude. I don't we know how macho, to fake it. Long story short, everybody, everybody <laughs> yeah. know Belichick tries to hold everybody's career back in the center. He don't want you to be whatever, whatever. So, okay. um, I'm going through that. I got like three interceptions. And by my, yeah, I got two, ten interceptions. I got like three interceptions. I'm blowing up. I'm about to go into free agency. Mm-hmm. I just sit me on the bench for no reason. Better check. I can play. Blah, blah, blah. So we beefing, you know what I mean? He ain't talking to me. I don't talk to him. We just go around because I know what he's doing. I'm ready to leave, right? So you can bench me. I'm going to get whatever I get on free agent. Bump. Chad Scott. Pittsburgh. Yep. He get hurt. This is when he playing Troy Brown at receiver. So he's going to play Chad Scott, Ellis Hobbs, mm-hmm. and Troy Brown. Or random and, and Troy, Troy Brown at the nickel. At the nickel. Yeah, we right. can look all this stuff up. I ain't no, I don't, I ain't no lie. Never be, never will be. And for everybody, before you go, for everybody that's listening, Troy Brown plays receiver. Right. So right. this is where. So follow his story. Troy Brown plays receiver. That they moved over to the defensive side of the ball to play defense. Go ahead. Right. So boom. So boom. I'm on the bench. I'm wilding out. So I go to the scout team trying to play receiver because I know that I ain't playing. Whatever. I'm just trying to have fun. <laughs> you take me to whatever. He don't even want me to have fun. Whatever. Whatever. Boom. Thursday. <laughs> Chad Scott get hurt. Hip hurt. Guess who they got to call on? Sante yeah. Samuel. Boy. Okay. Hey. Guess what? He ain't got no choice to stop me. Hey. Guess one thing about. Zon- and like T.O. gonna say, God on our side. And you can't, you can't stop what God got for us. You feel me? Okay. Uh, boy, boy, I was just about to say, hey, see how God works? See how God works? God, hey, God don't play it. Bum. So Chad Scott get hurt. Bum. I got the, I got the start now. So it's me. Uh, I don't even remember who the other corner, but it was still Troy Brown. Right. Right. So, but he wanted, was going to play Troy Brown over me regardless. Wow. So, bomb. We played, we played Chicago against Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman? Yeah, Rex Grossman. Third player of the game, 90 game. Pig. <laughs> Your boy. Remember, I only got three. I only got three. Mm-hmm. Second, second half. Yeah. I, when I pick the ball, this is what I do. Call Rodney Harrison. Call anybody. I pick the ball. I run right past Belichick. Everybody screaming for me. I run the ball. You can't stop me. You can't stop me. The whole team. They can't stop what God got for you. Bye bye. Pick number two. Second quarter. Boom. Pick it again. Run by. You go look it up. You'll see me run right by. Him. You can't stop me. You can't stop me. Everybody chasing me. God can't stop me. Everybody know I'm a baller. They don't understand what's going on. Why they why he's doing me like this. You feel me? Bomb. Last pair of the game. We losing. I mean, we winning. But they trying to go score the win. I have the most of these, too. The most game-winning picks as a corner, too. You can look that up, too. I'm talking about not, not what a game where it's going to keep going. The game pick is over. You feel oh. I got most of them. Go look that up too. Bomb. Okay. Last play of the game. They trying to win. Post pick. Third three picks. I got six for the scene. This is when I end up with 10. Ooh. Now you can't bitch me. You can't say nothing to me. Now what? Guess what though? After the season. I'm riding in my car. And it's all thinking. Patriots don't like me. We ain't got nothing to do with each other. Life goes on. I'm gonna thank God y'all drafted me. I'm happy for the experience. Mm-hmm. I get a call from a block number. It's a block number. Oh yeah, uh, Sante, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we're gonna franchise. I swear to God, tears came in my eyes. <laughs> Why are you doing me like this? You don't even like me, man. Right. Why are you treating me like this, man? You don't let me go about my business. Why are you? You know what? You can't even do nothing. Have Mr. Crab call me. Mm. Another block call. Mr. Crab, what? What's going on, man? Why you let me go, man? You always been my favorite player. No, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> they friend time. I'm crying. You know what I mean? Now that ain't the end of it. Right, right. I'm holding out. Real one now. 
Mm. I don't want to hear nothing from nobody, no advice from my mama. I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. I'm doing what I do, how I do it. Because none of that right. nice shit, y'all don't understand who we dealing with. I don't want to hear no negotiating. They going to give me what I want or I ain't doing nothing. Right, right. right. They, ain't, they, ain't, they ain't talking about nothing. We ain't doing nothing. Guess what? Two weeks before the, before the game, I cop on the flight. Nobody don't know. My mama, agent, my agent, tell them this and that. I ain't do, you send them anything. Your ass fire. You out of here. We ain't telling tell them nothing. Man, somebody getting a little alert. Something like, dang, Sante sent me on the plane. So it's, it's kind of getting out there. But I make it to the stadium. I ain't got no contract now, man. I ain't got no contract. Right. Make it to the stadium. First person I see, Tom. Hey, I don't really want to talk to him. I'm out of my way. Next person I see, Belichick. He's, oh, you ready to go run a condition? Run a condition? Man, step in your office. What you talking about? <laughs> homie? Go talk. You know what, Belichick? Look, look here. I see you got this franchise for me. You feel me? Either you agree not to franchise me next year, I'm going to fuck this team up. You hear me? That's how this going to go. And I'm going to sign this paper and still get my guaranteed money. Ooh. So you going to agree to this, I'm going to sign this and life going to go on. Mm -hmm. He say, leave out of my office. Have your agent call me at 2 o'clock. And you was gone. And we gone and we get it worked out. And went and got your money. And we got the franchise. And they agree not to franchise me next year based on like 60%. Boom, it was over. That's how it meant. But that's how, you, that's what I, why, why I got to go through all And I'm in his office telling him, you know, at the time, he's secretly making like $10 million. Right. No, no reports getting, but but we know it. I'm like, you want your money to take care of your family? You right. Why can't you get mine? I want to take care of my family. Leave me alone. Like, this is how personal I'm getting with him. Like, feel me, dog. Like, you, you got a family to take. I got a family. Don't, don't hey, wow. I don't know why you deal with other people. You ain't finna deal with me like this, though. You feel me? So, right, right. how the hell of this? Uh, ain't no telling what I might do. I ain't no telling what I might happen. <laughs> <laughs> if I go, the whole building is going. Hey, so I got, a, I got a whole lot of people depending on this. Shit. Right. So you, so you kind of agree with like what goes on because right. this is back in 2007. You saying this is before this stuff's going on, but like with Deshaun Watson and like NBA players saying I want out and they going to find. So you kind of agree with what's going on right now in sports in 2020? Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing the same. As dealing with the Patriots, all that other stuff is flimsy, flimsy. They can man, deliver let me the Patriots man, a whole this, nother issue. Man, right. I'm glad, I'm glad we're talking to you because I knew at some uh, point, and you're not the only one. I heard Richard Seymour and all those guys have gone through it. Uh, my boy Adelius Thomas, he played over there. It's not as that organization is not as great as it seems. You know, you know when, when it comes to money, when it comes it's all to about time. Let me and let me let me. Why, why are you speaking on that, Tio? It's all about Tom, and that's the only reason they get away with it, you know, just bringing random players in there and able to win and this and that. But the one thing I'm mad at everybody about, because I've been doing this since I've been there. They came out with a newspaper article before a playoff game. I'm telling them they don't treat us right. They treat us like shit. Nobody wanted to speak up then. Mm. But then when we leave, you know, I go to the Philly, and then I see, like, coaches and players and, you know, white players and coaches. And I had to get up out of there. That shit was terrible. Yeah, that was good. Why y'all be we could have did something? Why y'all ain't fighting back with you? You feel right, me? Right, right. So you know what I mean? You was the only one on the hill fighting fight. back and the big name like Grump has more exposure to it, you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that, that locker room is tough because again, That's if you're crazy. the only one fighting back and you got 52 other dudes, they might be thinking it, but they ain't saying nothing. Yeah, you fighting by yourself. Yeah, and that's how I was. I was an outcast, you feel yeah. me? 
Yeah, man. Well, shoot, oh, hey, like really. it all it all worked out. You went to Philly and got four Pro Bowls in a row, so that you definitely proved your point. You you know you was balling. Hey, but I got to give one shout out, man, to my boy. Oh, since we talking about New England, one shout out to my boy Rashad Carwell. Rest in peace to my dog. Easy all right, P. When he, right, when he right. came to New England, Belichick couldn't handle that. It was like a it was like a gambling house. I'm. I'm over here gambling. He over there, he's selling shoes from China. They fake Nikes and all kind of stuff. <laughs> like a whole flea market in there, boy. Hey, we had that thing so lit up in there, boy. Y'all wouldn't have believed it, boy. Yeah, y'all shooting in the locker room? Y'all shooting in the locker room? Right in the locker room. I got all kind of gambling, creative games, dominoes, shooting, yeah. the, shooting the ball into the uh, to the garbage can. Yeah. I in the locker room. As soon as practice over, I run in the locker room, meet everybody. I'm sitting by the garbage can. What, I make five in a row. How much you want to bet? And you know what I mean? And, and he got shoes. He's selling shoes. They shooting dice. It was, it was the craziest thing. Oh, he had man, y'all got to swat me right now, bitch. Right, right. Up I swear to God, ask oh. anybody. What's the what was the biggest amount you ever uh, seen somebody lose? Lose. I'm the winner. I win all the money. I don't lose. So I'm okay. the one winning all the money. Well, somebody I'm, lost. Like, this, when Ty Law was there, all right, mm-hmm. me and Ty Law with the beginning them. You know, we gamble. I'm really the gamble. I want to gamble every day. I'm, I got money on my mind every day. You can't tell you. All day. So once they left, you know, I'm the only one really winning the money, want to gamble. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting, I'm t- enticing everybody. I'm leaving out of meetings. Let's gamble. Let's gamble. So, I mean, I hit 15 one day. I, one time I hit somebody for, uh, was it 60? 60. You know that boo ray? What is it? Boo ray? Yo, boo ray go up quick. That, that pot in the boot. Hey, boy. I ain't never know how to play that game. That's a scary game right there. Hey, <laughs> let me tell you something. Boo Ray, bro, I bro, I done had people go out and buy a car the next oh. day. Boo Ray, boy, that, boy, that game right there is no Hey, joke. young man. Hey, I ain't gonna say no name. Ray, young man. <laughs> hey, hey, in Dallas, bro, I ain't gonna tell you a lie. In Dallas, we played that, bro. The next day, somebody went and bought a Maserati and parked it right in front. Ooh. Yeah, that pot and boot ray go up. Hey, <laughs> that boot ray is no joke. Man. I believe That's it. Ray, no joke, boy. Hey, hey well, shoot. I, I, well, I gotta get in where you fit in, though. Get in where you fit in, baby. Yeah, well, shoot, before we get you out of here, I want to say, get, give us your top five corners. <clears throat> like I say, you study the game, you know the game, you know exactly who be doing what. And again, this ain't, might not be a numbers thing, so I want to get right. your perspective on your top five corners. You can be in there as well. It's not yeah. one through five. It's just your top Oh, you talking about... Oh, forever. Forever. Yo, forever, ever of top five. Okay, all top right, all right, come You ready for this? Already. Yeah. Your, all, your all-time, yeah, your all-time top five corners. Dick uh, Knight Train Lane go number one. Okay. And then I'm number two. Okay. Okay. And then I'm going to put Dion. Okay. And then I kind of got a toss-up between Emmett Thomas and Champ Bailey. Mm, okay. That was the other one. He got 50 picks in uh 10 years. Yeah, Emmett Thomas. Time. Yeah, yeah. They just put him in the, in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm going to sub it out with them last two, Emmett Thomas and, uh, and Champ. A champ. Okay. Yeah, dog. So, hey. who are some of your why you why he's processing that? Who are some of your are uh, presented challenges for you? Some of your top receivers. See, now, see, that's another good subject for me. See, the receiver never mattered to me. It was all. A, see, if you had a great quarterback, then you was a great receiver to me. But mm-hmm. if you got a, a a quarterback with a slow winding up, um, I don't care how good your routes is. The better your routes is, the better it's gonna make it for me because you're running that thing so crisp. I love the break, Chris. That thing coming on time. This is a match made in heaven, baby. You feel me? So you got the people like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. You can't really. And then, then you got Roethlisberger, 
those were my three people that 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 made me the most challenging. Uh, Roethlisberger, he could pump fake like that, but still had a ball in his hand. Yeah, and there ain't no way to really defend that. You know what I mean? You gonna kind of jump. You yeah. know, and get so it was all about the quarterback for me because I'm reading the quarterback. I'm always gonna I'm I'm always keeping leverage to see through the receiver to see the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why. Yeah. But to answer your question, it would be Marvin Harrison. Me and him oh. used to go. I say we ended 50-50. We used to go. He caught me young too. So uh, we used okay. to go. But so, I take so, Peyton Manning off big time. So, so basically, what, what, this is the way I heard that, Tay. So if it's me and T.O. and we have Tom Brady, we're the same receiver. That's what I heard. I'm yeah. just as, I'm, my, my numbers would be comparable to T.O. if I had Tom Brady. Don't that's fall what, for it. That's all I heard. No, T.O. I don't One difference. <laughs> One difference. The difference is whoever faster, I'm going to be scared That's of me. That's me. All right, I'll be like, that's I'll be like, hold hey, you. So, hey, that fast going out, boy. So, so we there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Right, Asante Samuel just said me. Damn, better NFL receiver than To. Done, <laughs> hands down. Thank you. That's all oh we did God, in here today, baby. Man. That's oh all we did in here. Hey, that's how you end it, huh? That's how you end it, Hey, we were cool, man. Yeah. Oh, I owe you one, T.O. I owe you one, T.O. I owe you one. Hey, we we only told the two. That's all. We only told the two, baby. Hey, man. We appreciate you coming on, man. Like I say, sorry for the little delay at the beginning, but like I said, you know, we're coming on here, showing us some love, dog. We appreciate you taking the time, man. Yeah, man. And what's your son's name, man? Junior. Junior. Okay, man. So we wishing him all the best. And and trust me, just listening to your story, just hearing you today, just your drive, your, your the people that you used as motivation and inspiration. Honestly, I expect nothing less from Mr. Asante Jr. Because what I've heard today is everything that has motivated you, the really the ups, the downs the rights, the wrongs, you're going to basically steer him in the right direction to where he'll know how to handle certain situations. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure him being, you being his father and the, and the relationship and the bond, especially during this pandemic that you guys have been able to share together, I'm guaranteed he's, you're going to be his rock. You're going to be his rock. Just like your mom was for you. He's, you're going to be that for him. So I wish you both nothing but ultimate love and success. I'm looking forward to watching him rock, watching him play at the next level. And man, you have done a great job with your son. And like I said, I can't say enough, but commend you and who you are, who you are as a person, your stand-up guy. And I'm glad you. we had a platform today for you to share your stories. And we hope, honestly, that our listeners, like I said, our motto is we think it, if you think it, we're going to say it. But this is something that you knew you lived, um, you know, throughout the course of your career. And you've been a stand up guy. So, again, we wish nothing but success to your son. that's at Florida State. And obviously he's going to be at the next level. So we're looking for him, man. And all the best to you. We appreciate you coming on to Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Because, man, today, oh, my God. Well, I almost opened this bottle of wine on this. Hey, well, I almost opened this bottle of wine on this. Hey, hey, y'all want to hear something funny? This yeah. is why I don't talk so much because I, I when I talk I, I can't hold shit you back. So that's so why I just shut myself up and just sit <laughs> in the room. Right? Hey, hey but it's right. good though. This is good. This is good information, man. Because like I said, yeah, it's good, your man. son is gonna watch this. There are gonna be mm -hmm. other parents, dads that have watched this. Yep. And again, you basically have shared really kind of what people really don't know what goes on. Like I said, in the yep. in contract negotiations, people don't know that yo. 
bro, you guys, we worked hard for what we want, man, and for what we're, we're trying to get. It's your and, money, man, like I said, right. what we're going through. <laughs> when you talk about what we're going on, going on in the world right now, the systemic racism, bro, that's what you experience. But nobody don't want to talk about that. And the fact that you had, like I said, to share that experience, you taking me through that 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 whole series of you going two weeks before the but, but before the season, going into going into meetings, you seeing Tom Brady, you're like I don't want to talk to him. I want to see Mr. Kraft going in the road. I literally, I you walked me right into his office, bro. And like I said, when you were sitting in there like this right here, like, look, man, look, what, what, what we're going to do? If you're going to franchise me, we're going to do this. This going to happen, whatever. Just to go through that process, man, people don't understand. You're, that's our livelihood. And a lot of fans out here, like, oh, well, he's making this type of money, bro. Won't he just shut up and say this? Bro, everybody don't, hey, we don't we don't walk the same, the same life. You know what I mean? And the way that you described that, man, like I said, it was refreshing to hear. I think our fans are going to love, our listeners are going to love listening and seeing what it is on a daily basis and what uh, we, we as athletes go through. And I think, and I hope that the fact that you said when you left New England and then you start hearing all these players say, oh man, that was, it was hell over there. And I've heard it too. Why didn't we just band together? That's the same thing going on in the NFL now. When you think about the NFL, it's made of a, six, a 70 plus percent of brown and black players. And they and these owners have these players thinking that we need them. Right. They need us in order for that league, for the NFL to survive. And until they get together, band together and understand the power and the leverage that they have, it's just like the election this year. Look at how many black people came out and voted and changed the world. They even changed the black vote, changed some states from red to blue. So that's the same, same scenario in football. Band together and get what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There it is. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, you know, I ain't never had nothing but love and respect for you, brother. I've been, I've always watched you, brother. Number love. I appreciate it, man. And it was, a, hey, trust me, it was a joy playing against you, man. And again, like I said, you've always been one of those top corners. Like I said, we know who the top corners are. We, just like when you guys do your 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 defensive schemes and, and, and defensive tendencies and you have upcoming games, you know who the top receivers are. Trust me, your name, like I said, bro, your stats, speak for itself. I guarantee you, if you just put stats and no names, I would be the, I would be stats, a hall of famer. Like he exactly. just, that's all, that's, every, every that's all every yes, sir. Take the yes, names sir. off, take the names off and put the stats by all the greats that are all the DBs and the corners that are the cornerbacks that are in the hall of fame right now. Take the names off. No, forget the hall of fame. I guarantee it's, you. It's in the NFL. Forget exactly. the hall of fame. It's who's in the NFL. Take them jerseys, take them names off the back of jerseys, the guys in the NFL, it's right, a whole right. different game for sure. Yeah. For sure. Hey man, but like I said, I'm 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 strongly considering it. You mess around and get in that when you get into when you get around when you get in the Hall of Fame, that might be the first time that oh, I wow. Hey, after I pray, I'm calling to consult with you. <laughs> no doubt. There it no is. Doubt. You heard it first here on Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast with Asante Sam. You appreciate you, brother. All right, y'all boys be easy, man. Already. All right, Peace. Good looking out. Appreciate you. it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's how we keep it real on GPR, baby. Man, let me tell you something. <laughs> That's I'm how you keep up. it hey, real. You know, you, you, you've joked a couple of times about, you know, Thinking I'm drinking early in the morning after this show right here. <laughs> Whoa, I might have to crack open this bottle right here. This bottle, that little vino right here. Boy. <laughs> hey, dog. Man. Hey, Asante, we appreciate you coming on, keeping it real with us uh, again. Like I said, 
we're always trying to make sure that the narrative out there regarding special professional athletes is not all what you guys have heard in the last 20 to 30 years, right? There's things that go on in professional sports. Well, we want it to come straight from the players' ears to you got to the fans from the players' mouths Mouth. to the fans' ears. We want you guys to hear it. And he kept it real for us today, and we appreciate that. And again, that this is what goes on in our business. Yeah, and I think what's so unique and so so good about about us, I mean, part of our mantra this the, the of the Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast, you know, is that you know we you know from me and myself and Hatch, you know, we'll tell you, you know, if we think it, we're gonna say it. And as Hatch said, it gives it a, a, a different feel when it comes from the actual people themselves. So as Hatch said. You know, we're not hearing it from his ears, but he, we're hearing it from their mouths. Um, so this is, yeah, no, yeah. but all just aside, now this is, uh, this was really refreshing you know, for us to, to have him on because, again, it's one thing to kind of hear it from someone else and, and, and people to kind of maybe piggyback and then they're listening to hearing stories and then you're kind of persuaded to say this or that, but there's no persuasion when it's coming from the horse's mouth. And honestly, to have him on, it was He's he was the best guest for Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast because you honestly me listening to him I almost went off set for a couple of times and went to go pop me some popcorn because he had it popping up in here today. <laughs> hey, yeah, Tay, you might need to be a, a storyteller because I was paying attention. I was I was I was turning the pages as was talking like I was right. reading a good book or a good script. You know what I'm saying? So uh, again, we appreciate him coming on. Uh, let's get into his, uh, you know, his uh, uh, three and out, which we're, again, we talk about three things that we're taking away from the show that we want to kind of pinpoint and uh, share to the audience. Man. And he has so much. I mean, yeah. there, man, man, he, like, I mean, usually we're kind of grasping for straws trying to figure, right. okay, let's, 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 let's see what three things stood out. Man, there were so Many things that we could highlight in this three and out section yeah. um, that we kind of just but just a summation of of the entire podcast. But he gave us so much content that, like I said, it was it's literally it was, it was hard to choose. We, we should have yeah. added like uh, <laughs> a, a six and out. You know, right, we should have right. added an inning or something. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think, you know, number one, to, to start it off, I think it was that um, uh, when he was in college. Uh, mm. No, before yeah, was it high, no, before high school? High school before mm-hmm. he went to college. Uh, he basically said he had this white coach that you know saw him, saw his color of his skin. He saw he assessed his height, and he said, "Yo, you're not gonna be able to play quarterback at that height, and you're a black, you're a black kid." He said, "You're gonna go play. You, your best chances of playing will probably be at a black college." Again, this is something, again, we ain't making up, people. You heard it from the man himself. So this is something, again, for a lot of people that are wondering why, again, we have, we sometimes we're so callous and we have so much, we play with so much passion and sometimes aggression. Things that we've heard growing up is what triggers and what makes us who we are. And again, that, that was one of those things because I think, again, I've never really experienced or, or had anybody say anything like that to me. But again, as a kid out of high school, that sometimes that has to be discouraging for someone to say, okay, you can't do this because of this. Yeah. Um, well, you're talking to someone, again, I went to Langston University, a black college, and I played quarterback when I got there. So that path is like, yeah, you're. it's different if somebody's telling you that's the only thing you can do 
or if they're right. telling you um, this is, you know, this is the, your only option. Like, no, I have more options. And of course, he showed that he had more options. He went to a major division one school, UCF, um, then made it to the league from there. So I'm glad he didn't take that advice. And he kind of did his own thing. And of course, it all ended up with him having a very successful NFL career. Yeah. Yeah. And unlike him, maybe you should have, uh, uh, you know, taken that advice because obviously it didn't work out for you. Hey, um, you, you, you didn't know, play. <laughs> you, hey, I, I could have played corner, safety, receiver, quarterback. I could have played any skill position because I was that athletic. Unlike you who was pigeonholed and I'm somebody must have told you, you can only play one position. So you worked that receiver. So that's the difference between me and you. I'm the better athlete. You are a better right. receiver. Whatever. Well, we see how that worked out for you, and we see how it worked out for me. On to number two. Uh, on to number two. Uh, let me see. The second one the for contract. me contract. The Belichick contract. Uh, again. So, again, ladies and gentlemen, right, you all heard about the, the agent went and spoke to the general manager, and then, well, he didn't like it. Maybe the owner called the agent, right? Those things do happen. And they also happen where the player goes into the head coach's office and sits down and like, yo, what's up? This is how we go get down and things like that do come into fruition. I think a lot of that stuff is going on now. And I think people aren't surprised, but to do this back in 06, 07, that was unheard of. I've never heard of a player doing that back then. So that, I'm very impressed with his confidence, number one in himself. And of course the balls he had to go do that in our eyes to the Bill Belichick of the NFL. Right. And you think about what Deshaun Watson is doing right now and it's playing out, obviously, in the media. Um, this is something that he did back was that 06, 07. Yeah. Um, this wasn't played out in the media. Um, it was obviously behind closed doors. Um, he got, I guess, uh, the result uh, uh, that he wanted or he needed. Um, otherwise, like I said, it was going to be it was going to be a rough year. Uh, you know, uh, for, <laughs> and he made that for, he made that clear. Very clear. Uh, so whatever uh, negotiation, negotiation or negotiating tactic he used, um, it obviously worked. And I think we're seeing that obviously to be serious, you know, what's playing out with Deshaun Watson and him wanting to get out of uh, Houston. Obviously, we know that there's been a lot of turmoil uh, kind of brewing over there over the last few years or so, obviously with the release of uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And then you see white players coming out like J.J. Watt. You know, they're reconsidering, you know, their position uh, their stay in Houston. And so Deshaun Watson, obviously, that situation is toxic. He feels that he can't really be who he needs to be and flourish at, a, at the quarterback position on how, uh, how he wants to do so. Uh, now you're seeing everything that's being played out now publicly. Guys are really uh, using their leverage. They're using their voices uh, to really, you know, handle their livelihood. And that's what basically what Asante did. He basically said, look, man, this is for my family. This is my livelihood, you know. And he put it on – he, he basically – had a personal uh, aspect and, and, and di direction to his to his uh, negotiation. He's like, look, you make this amount of money because you're trying to help your family. This is how you feed your family. Me playing football, uh, Mr. Bill Belichick, this is how I feed my family. I need you to see and understand what I'm going through. And I think that was very refreshing to hear that he even, like I said, it may have been an aggressive tactic, but he basically dialed it, dialed it down a bit to make him understand really that the reason behind his madness. Absolutely. And it worked. And they said that Bill Belichick went on and won Super Bowls and, and Asante went and got three more Pro Bowls. He was balling. Absolutely. Right, um, right. And so a third thing, our three and out, I think was, um, again, when he was came in as a rookie, he rookie was a fourth rounder. Camp. 
but was balling, right? So again, he was in there, he said he was getting picks after picks in practice, probably ended up at 20 to 25 picks in a training camp. And again, everybody knows our training camps are like six, seven weeks, but that's a whole lot of picks in practice. And again, for yeah. him to go do that, and I'm sure, you know, in the back of his mind, like, I'm balling, I'm starting. And then to get to week one, and like, Ty Law comes over here, sit down, young fella, let me go ahead and, and show you how this is done. I'm sure it didn't stop him from growing as a DB, obviously, or as a player. But again, right. it gave him a different perspective on what the NFL was about. I mean, if you think about that, you were saying he had like 20 to 25, you know, picks in practice. Just You got to think about this. I, I think when I hear that, and then I really think about who he was getting picks against. That's Tom Brady. Very Tom Brady. Go, except <laughs> for mine, Tom Brady. So, again, mm -hmm. you got to think about when you talk about, you hear this, the, the, the scripture about iron sharpening iron. iron. Yep. That's what this scenario reminds me of because I'm sure, you know, Tom Brady, obviously, he took a lot from him uh, throwing against him, reading against him in practices. Mm -hmm. And again, you think about what that did to his game, you know, as well. Tom is obviously talented, but again, to go go against somebody like him, especially as a rookie, and him playing well beyond uh, rookie years, I'm sure, I'm sure it had to be a little bit humbling for Tom Dobbs. Like I said, I'm sure I'm, I don't know what percentage of uh, the interceptions that he had against Tom, but the fact that he uh, something he had 25, yeah. oh man, that's man, that's and, that's. And, that's and let me give you all uh, another perspective on uh, an NFL practice. We'll have let's say 15 plays of Pascal from the offensive point of view out of those 15 plays on Pascal, we complete normally 14 to 13. It's like yeah. the, like we're completing almost it's every thing. It's, it's scripted and we're completing because that's what we're supposed to do. Right. Even and when right. we get the one-on-ones, the ball is probably completed to the receiver 90% of the time because of the spacing and you know, it's, it's one-on-ones right. and then team is the same way. It's scripted. So out of 20 plays of team, that's eight to 10 are passes. And I'd say, again, 90% of those are completed to the receiver. So for him to come in and have that many interceptions, it's it's, it's truly amazing. So he was man, doing his thing as a young crazy. guy, for sure. So, but yeah, yeah, but, man, we appreciate Santi, man, just keeping yeah. it, keeping it, keeping it above, like they say. Already. It was no it was no cap, like they say. <laughs> he kept it. He kept it 100. He kept it real. And I think that's what draws a lot of people to our podcast, not only – uh, is it because of my handsome face? But it's, it's because that. of the content. Yeah. It's because of the content that we're bringing everybody, and we appreciate everybody honestly tuning in. But we want to bring you more guests, you know, like Asante. Not all of them going to be that way. They're not going to be as colorful. But this is again, this is refreshing. This is what why we wanted to do this podcast because we want to give our viewers and the listeners and the fans, you know, an inside look of what it's like to be a football player. Like I said, all our guests aren't athletes or what have you but these are some of the behind the scenes that you never really get to hear about or you get to see so it was very very very, very refreshing uh you know for Asante to come on and, and really just share you know kind of uh, what his career was like and for me I'm like you Hatch you know I'm 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 in awe you know what I mean I'm I'm kind of pulling myself I'm yeah, coming right. closer to the screen I'm like man this is juicy <laughs> this story know, is getting man. good right yeah <laughs> Already, yeah, we appreciate you, brother. Again, two-time Super Bowl champ, four-time Pro Bowler, Sante Samuel. On and now, and, and I was this serious, man. When I, when I, when I, I'm, I'm this serious. If he goes, man, like you I said, might check it I'm out. sure that's something. Like I said, he, people told me to do the same thing, and I took it upon myself too. I didn't need somebody to tell me about it, but that was the advice that 
you and other guys that get like, man, pray about it, you know, pray on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe you have a change of heart. You know, Doug, you know, along with yourself, you know, he was one of the guys that I talked to before making my ultimate decision not to go. He goes, man, just think about it. And so, like I said, I do remember our conversation. And, you know, like I said, you weren't in agreement with it. And so I tried to take a lot of that into consideration, understanding. I'm like, okay, let me take my feelings out of it. Let me take my insight my point of view and hear what you guys had to say and then like i said i did pray about it and i did think about my family uh and that what really that's what really motivated my family motivated my decision even more because i knew like i said i talked to my brother i knew me growing up and understanding what i did to become the player that i did and it and honestly it had nothing to do with the writers and now they hold my fate in their hands or in their on their pen, that's what did it for me. So it was like, okay, I'm gonna do me. I've done it this way all along. I didn't really have uh, the media, and uh, they weren't never they were never an influence on what I did on the football field. So at the end of the day, this is something that God has blessed me with. And so I hope you know Santi hears this and and he 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 literally takes this to heart and basically like I said pray on it. He said he's going to consult with me and that's what I'm going to share with him. Whatever his heart and God leads him to do, that's what he should do. But at the end of the day, it's going to be ultimately his decision. And I, a lot of people that come at me and are like, oh my gosh, you missed a chance of a lifetime. You missed an opportunity. And what my response is always being hatched, been, you can't miss what you've never experienced. Yeah, you can't you? miss what you've never yeah. experienced. So I've never been there. So it's not like I missed anything. If anything, they missed out on an opportunity for me to share my story with the world, but I shared it with the people that I I, I love most and, and the people that really follow in my career. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, on Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. That could be Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Tune in, subscribe, hit that subscribe button, show us some love. Yep, yep. And like I said, this is new for us. It's new for you guys. Go to YouTube.com. Type in Get Your Popcorn Ready or Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast to see the video version of this. Yee! Peace! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.